Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Back in the day, Jennifer Lopez had a big hit song, and it was called My Love Don't Cost a Thing. Well, she wasn't telling the truth. Love costs money. <laughs> let's, just, let's be honest. We're going to look at the cost of love today. And she is the right person for us to do that because she's the owner and business consultant at Good Books. And she's somebody that has been in the financial services field for almost four decades as an accountant, auditor, financial services professional. She's worked with uh, lots of Fortune 500 companies, and she helps a lot of people get their finances in order. She is Catherine Gail Turner, and she's back with us. Catherine, how you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. How about you? I'm well. It's so funny we had this conversation now because I spoke with somebody the other day, and I said, what are you guys doing for, for Valentine's Day? And they said, we were thinking about doing something, but we're not. We're ordering a pizza. I'm like, oh, okay. Love doesn't really have to cost a lot, but apparently for Valentine's Day, a lot of people spend a lot of money. They really do. And I was looking at a statistic recently from 2021, and of course, we already know we were still in the pandemic in 2021, but Valentine's Day spending, according to an article I found online, is that it was expected to be at least $50 billion. What? Whoa. That's big. $50 billion, not million, $50 billion for Valentine's Day in 2021. That's a combination of gifts and activities. And, of course, it was saying that men were expected to foot slightly more of that deal. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm completely blown away here. We're talking uh, one day, Valentine's Day, 50B, $50 billion spent? Right, $50 billion. This, it blows my mind, too. I mean, I, of course, I knew it was a highly, uh, you know, commercialized and uh, holiday and that there's a lot of uh, roses being purchased and uh, I'm sure Victoria's Secret is probably out and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. all kinds of things when it comes to spending on that day. But um, I am not anti-Valentine's Day. Obviously, I've been married for... 37 years, so I'm certainly not anti-Valentine's Day, but I think this gets back to one of our earlier conversations about the money mindset and Hmm. what's really going on with people when it comes to this excessive spending on this one day. Yeah. uh, I think a lot of people spend that money out of guilt because they feel that they need to, and it's also... Let's let's face it. Valentine's Day is like the the greatest marketing ploy ever ever done. <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. Guilt you into yeah. it. Yeah. What um yes. what what other um numbers do you have? Suggestions in terms of what, when it comes to love and the cost of love. Well, I really think that okay for those who who say yes, I've got to do this, and let's say the motive is guilt. <laughs> let's say the motive is guilt. I've got to do that is to begin to think outside the box, and that is, you know, you're guilty because what? Because you're not showing that person love the other 364 days of the year? Uh-huh. Is that it? Mm-hmm. And and that's one of my big pet peeves. My husband, of course, like I said, been married for 37 years. I told him he really doesn't have to buy a Valentine's Day gift. 
but he's not convinced, Steve. He says, oh, yes, I do. I'm not getting in trouble. I'm not crazy. <laughs> mm, there you go. I told him, no, really. I'd prefer to have a gift on March 14th. It has nothing to do with Valentine's Day or April 14th. Any day of those other 364 remaining days, give me a gift then and just make it a just because gift. Hmm. And that would really do a lot, like I said, psychologically, emotionally. Um, I think that would just feel even better than knowing that it's because of the hype of the day. Yeah. Yep. And fortunately this year it's on a Tuesday, so it's midweek. So I'm thinking things maybe a little less expensive if you're going to go to a restaurant. I don't know, unless they're going to jack prices up. Sometimes it's more expensive on the weekends. You know, what's funny. <laughs> I, I've worked in radio for longer than 37 years. Um, oh, wow. And I, we used to do this bit where we would save your butt for Valentine's Day. And what I would do in advance of Valentine's Day is I would make reservations at restaurants because they're all booked up on Valentine's Day. And yeah, on Valentine's Day or the day before, we would give away the reservation. We, we didn't pay for your dinner, you know, uh, but we had because guys didn't have a reservation. So you would you as a as a guy or girl, you'd win the um, the reservation because most restaurants are booked up on that day. Um, but yeah, it's like so many, so many, um, so many things out there. You know, I was just on Amazon before and the, you know, the opening page is gifts for Valentine's mm -hmm. day. And, and right. we're not, you know what? The things we do forget here is that you're also buying gifts for even your kids for Valentine's day, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my daughter, she, uh, she's an adult, and she moved out in 2021. And in her room, you know, she left behind some of those Valentine's oh, Day boy. gifts that she had <laughs> got from her dad. Now, some of them she took, but I'm telling you, all the stuffed animals, and um, we just repurposed one of them. Uh, one year, um, I got my husband this moving little, it's a little frog Valentine's Day gift. And like I said, I'm not anti-Valentine's Day gift. Mm -hmm. This one was just really cute, and it, and it plays plays a song, real funny song. And uh, so with my new grandbaby, who's five months old now, we found that old frog and put some new batteries in it, and there she was, you know, enjoying <laughs> this little this little frog that sang the little song, Let Me Whip and Let Me Nay Nay. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know, uh, when you first told me that you found those stuffed animals, I had that visual. And I got to be honest with you, as a parent, it it kind of hurt a little bit, you know, that it, that if you were to find that and then, you know, they were left behind, you know what I'm saying? But knowing yeah. that you, what you did with it has so much meaning makes it even better. You know, yeah, what you did with absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, again, we could repurpose like all those old Valentine's gifts that we got. Those old stuffed animals that maybe we, you know, not going to do anything with them. What about regifting? You know, that's a way to save money mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Now, someone said, "Oh my God, I can't imagine doing that because someone could be upset." But if it had meaning to you, then you gave something that definitely had some, um, you know, other value to it. What a fantastic idea. 
Really? That that's you know, and and usually regifting is frowned upon, but not in that case. <laughs> that was uh, you know the joy of watching a grandchild play with uh, a gift, especially that was given out of love, Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That you gave to your your child back in the day. Super cool. Wow, that's a great idea. How about yeah. uh, any thoughts? Now we're talking about love and the cost of love. Any thoughts on how it connects to our finances? Can we go down that road? Any any thoughts there? Yeah. So, of course, you know, I'm, I'm a big stickler on budgeting. Mm-hmm. And, again, budget is just a plan for your money. That's all it is because if you don't have plans for it, it will have plans for itself. But start with saying, listen, how much do I plan on spending for this holiday? You know, and plan in advance. Like you mentioned um, not having the reserva- not having the reservation <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the day before. Like, um, let's think about it. How often does this holiday come around? <clears throat> Once a year, and what day might that be? Hmm, February fourteenth. So it's there's no mystery to being able to do a little planning regarding this day if you're going to go there, right? Okay. Uh huh. So let's think about you know what is my budget? Is it going to be that? You know, this year we plan on doing some type of a cruise. Well, that takes some planning in advance, and uh, and that's something that probably might be coincidental to that date. Perhaps it's around an anniversary. But so the big the big items, the big things that you're going to do, definitely you want to plan out ahead. For just the fact that I want to give something because it's Valentine's Day. You just might want to think, okay, my budget is no more than $150. Um, and for some people, they might say, wow, I can't do everything I want to do. You can. There's so many free things to do. So go on a nice dinner, you know, go out for a nice dinner. And I would advise maybe the, not just even the weekend before because, you know, when it's on a Tuesday or in the middle of the week, although they will be packed on that day, mm-hmm. even the weekend before will be busy. So why not try something maybe, you know, right now we're already at February the 10th, so it's already in, in, the, in the mode. But what about doing something on February the 16th? Yeah. You know, what about doing something on the 21st, you know, a week later? A nice dinner and just enjoy. So, again, the timing can uh, positively impact the amount that you spend. And that way... It won't cost as much for that loan. Gotcha. All right. I, and I'm totally on board for that. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. Just set a day aside and, you know, you're probably going to go to dinner at some point uh, in the month anyway. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, move it. Uh, and don't DoorDash, by the way. Too expensive. I am. Ooh, isn't that the truth? Oh, gosh. my da- I have a 14-year-old daughter. And even last night, I wasn't going to make it in home in time to get her dinner. So I was like. All right, I'll DoorDash it. And I'm not even kidding. It was fast food. I'm not kidding when I tell you that it costs more for the delivery fees and the tip than it did for the actual meal. Insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we were uh, really busy. Um, I was really busy in January taking care of 1099 and W2s. And we ended up DoorDashing um, some fast food. Mm-hmm. And I was in total shock. When the bill came. Yep. Now, that was not a $60 meal at all. So, <laughs> yeah. no more. That won't happen again. You know, you got me once, shame on you. You yeah. get me twice, shame on me. 
Yep. I got, you know, in, in desperate times you can do it, but it's just, when you look at it, what, what you're paying, even, even, uh, I, I use Instacart, which is just, you know, food delivery. There's a bunch of different services out there. You pay a yearly fee. I think that's like $99 and it, it absorbs some of the, uh, delivery fee. However, a lot of people don't realize it, but they jack up the price of the groceries to make up for it. So mm-hmm. English muffins, if you walk through the, the store, it's probably two forty nine. But if you're buying it, you know, on a service like that that's gonna deliver it, it's like four forty nine. And then of course you got the fees on top of it, then you got a tip on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're paying for convenience, but you're paying, no doubt. Steve, I can't hear you. I'm right here. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I don't know hey. what's... Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, I'm not, not sure what happened. <laughs> I have no idea. That is the oddest thing ever. Weird. I heard you the entire time. That's so wow. bi- That's so bizarre. Wow. Yeah, I was just talking about uh, Instacart delivery service and um, when you... Um, w- w- the fees that come attached to that, you know, and they, they jack up right. the grocery prices to make up for it, too. Yeah, I, w- I was hearing you about those English muffins. It's just amazing how the prices can, you know, can really go up. But I have another little little tip when it comes to uh, spending around this time, and that is um, for those that are, are married. Most likely, you know, you've got your your wedding ring, your wedding band. How about scheduling getting your wedding bands cleaned around that time or in the hmm. month of February? That's a cool idea. And that's- that's very practical. It's something that you should, you know, do anyway. You want to make sure that those diamonds aren't going to fall out, and that would be a lot more expensive. And that's what happens a lot of times. That, you know, people don't get that maintenance on their on their on their wedding rings for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden, there goes um, one one or two of the diamonds falling out. But had you taken that time to just go get it surfaced on a regular basis, then you wouldn't have that large expense later. And then that's going to start some compulsive spending because, oh, it fell out. Well, you know, I've had them for such a long time. Maybe we should get some new ones anyway. And that's not even uh, what really needs to happen. Just get the maintenance on what you have. Great ideas. And you know what? It's also symbolic. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're doing it right, right around Valentine's Day. Well, wow, that's and nobody ever thinks about that getting you know rings cleaned. Um, well, you're you're full of good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm I'm old fashioned. I literally still have my initial you know wedding ring. Now my husband's we had to replace. Um, it wore down, and he, of course it's an inside joke. He's like, yeah, it's because you got a cheap one. It really wasn't cheap. <laughs> mm. But for whatever reason, it wore down, and, and of course, and we weren't getting it, um, getting the maintenance on it on a regular basis. Not that the diamonds fell out, but uh, the the band just broke in the back after I don't know, I don't know if that was the twenty first or twenty third year, and then uh, we did end up getting him a brand new one. Got a great, great deal on it. It was a very expensive ring, but um, since it was like one of the last ones of that particular season. We got a really good deal on it, and uh, and that's it. That's 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 the second one and the last one he'll get. <laughs> <laughs> you'll like it, and you'll take care of it. Got it? Okay. Yes. Hmm. Oh yeah, and he's really good now about about getting that maintenance on it 
really, really good about it. Well, you know what? In in his defense, as a guy, I would never even think of that. I wouldn't even realize that. Oh, I'm supposed to take care of that. You just you know you wear it. You don't think of it. Yeah. Well, that that um, extra expense when we did it definitely taught us you know taught us a lesson. So a lot of times you know you live and learn. It's not that you you know a lot of the experience or little tips I'm given is not because. I just knew it in advance. Sometimes you, you know, you have to go through a little bloop yourself to really um, figure out. Wow, we could have approached this better. We could have definitely mm-hmm. done this better. So uh, we actually got a question. We're going to take a very short break and come back. And uh, I guess you could call it a love cost of love question. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a, an interesting one. And uh, we'll come back in a sec. By the way, if you want to reach out, instant feedback, Steve at gmail dot com. We are talking with Catherine Gale Turner, who is a financial purse strategist. You can find her at KatherineGaleTurner.com. Catherine with a C, KatherineGaleTurner.com. And we're coming right back. Hang on. Hi, I'm Randy, and this is Dave. We're the founders of Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So comfortable, we sold and donated millions of pairs. To sell and donate a lot of socks, we became obsessed with comfort. We reinvented the sock from the ground up, adding comfort innovations along the way. It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Term supply. Capital One and a member FDIC. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Optima some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And we're jumping on back with the cost of love. Catherine Gill Turner is a financial purse strategist and uh, interesting. You know, it's so funny, Catherine. We just in the break there. Uh, it was about tax relief and taxes. I don't know if you heard that. Exactly. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, that gets us to Jake from Gulfport, Mississippi. He says, "I'm enjoying your talk about the cost of love. I guess this could be considered the same thing. I'm getting divorced and planning to file married separate for the first time. Can you tell me what I can expect? Now I know that you." You don't specialize in in taxes per se, but can we offer any insight for Jake on this one? All right. Well, that's that's a great question. 
And when it comes to the, the, the married separate, it is the most expensive filing um, method out there, so it definitely is more expensive. I would, um, of course, you're going to talk to your tax professional, mm-hmm. but I would begin to think about some things like um, what what about your the, the interest? Are you guys is is the for example, if you're homeowners, is that home in whose name, and is that home going to be maintained by you? If that's the case, then your your interest deduction will remain the same. But if not, if there was a home sale because of the divorce, that's going to be a significant reduction in the um, you know what you can claim as interest. So thinking about how did the divorce impact assets that caused tax write-offs? So gotcha. Think about that and. Does that mean that you know perhaps there needs, needs to be a new purchase uh, of a home or something like that? Um, also, what about other joint accounts such as you know banking accounts, things like that? Um, although the interest is not a lot on them, but you know if assets were split, then there's another reason for you know looking at what's that earning looking like. On, on, on savings account. So actually there's, you know, quite a lot involved with, with um, when, you know, when there is a, is a divorce because all those joint assets and all those joint liabilities, if there are, um, definitely will have an impact. So I would say, you know, begin to just write down all of those things that could be or have been impacted um, in the financial sense. And then when it's time to get those taxes done, um, making make sure that you share that there's a difference. Also, the timing of, you know, when did the divorce occur? Were you still legally married as of the end of the year? And that's, you know, of course, that would mean that you might be married filing separately. But then once the divorce, then you become single again and your tax bracket is single. So those are things to consider. You know, hmm. the timing um, would have would have an impact. Let's just assume real quick here, and then we'll get back to some of the other stuff. Um, let's say you, you you sold a house during the tax year. So, you know, they, the, the couple owned the house. Um, then they sold it. So they would get credit for, I guess, half the year, whatever uh, time that uh, they, they owned that house. Or is that all go away because it's uh, married separate? No, it wouldn't go away. It just depends on how is how was the house purchased. Was it purchased in joint or was it purchased in one person's name? And I Let, think let's go. Let's like, assume all joint. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go uh-huh. there. Yeah. 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 If it was all joint, then there's going to have to be a, a decision made because you know between the two of them, there'll, there'll have to be some conversation made. You know of of how that's going to be claimed. Somebody's going to get that. 1098 in the, in the mail. And uh, I think there mm. has to be a decision made between the two. And that, that, that can be challenging because, you know, this for, depends for sure. on how the divorce, if it was an amicable departure or if it was one of those ugly ones. And I hope mm. it wasn't. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, and Jake, I, we hope that answers uh, your question. So let me take a look here. We have uh, like a minute or two left. Any other uh, tips on the cost of love, Catherine? 
Yes, I would say remember all the things that are free. Walking in the park, uh, we were just talking about how the weather is, you know, starting to look a little better even on, even on the, some of the colder places. And uh, a walk in the park, a visit to the museum. You know, I'm in the D.C. metropolitan area, and, you know, going to the Smithsonian and, and just going to, you know, again, going to the museum. Um, so many things that can, that can be done. Even fun things like even if you went to a store, and that's if you're a person who is not tempted with spontaneous um, purchases, <laughs> but going and, and looking at uh, funny dresses, I mean, or funny clothes. And I know one time I had some fun with, with one of my children. That was, you know, we, we try to find the most, let's say, the ugliest thing. And we'd go through the store and say, oh, this is yours. This is what you're going to wear. And, you know, just cracking up at, you know, what, what we selected. That you can just have so much fun, and you can imagine you're in a store having fun, cracking up, and somebody's wondering, "What are they doing?" And then you walk out, you didn't spend anything, but you had a blast. And you never know; it might be a gag gift for the future. Mm, I love that. <laughs> uh, I, I can, those gag gifts, even even if it's it comes from a you know a, a warm place, it's still fun. I still love them. Yeah. I still yeah. you know even sending silly texts. Um, you know, somebody uh, I'm with is doesn't like one of the groups that I like in terms of music, and I get beat mm-hmm. up on that all the time. So I'll just send a clip of that that you know song from that group. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Um, and I know a couple on Facebook that they always have the funniest things they say uh, to each other, like "Good morning, my butter cup sugar plum mm-hmm. cupcake." I mean, it's hilarious, and you know, all all the friends we see it and just shaking our heads, cracking up. And so doing something like that, yeah. that's out of the box that your spouse would probably be like, what in the world? Or, you know, that yep. thing is going to... Can I tell you, I do the yep. same exact thing and I'll type, like, let's say the, the day before um, she bought, you know, muffins, not even kidding, you know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll send a text the next morning. Uh, Good morning, uh, love muffin mama. <laughs> it, it always ties <laughs> exactly. into the day before. Um, love it. Great tips. The cost of love, you know, it doesn't have to be that costly. Unless you're Jake, sounds like he's going to be spending some extra cash he wasn't planning on. But uh, exactly. <laughs> she's here to help you out. Financial purse strategist Catherine Gill Turner. You help so many different ways: personal financial services, small business as well. And uh, if you're looking to really get a grip on your finances, reach out CatherineGailTurner.com. That's Catherine with a C. CatherineGailTurner.com. Always great talking with you, Catherine, and uh, thanks for all the uh, the tips and the ideas, and uh, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. And thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Enjoy uh, our conversation every week. Yep, same <laughs> here, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States including yours, but they just can't do this alone. Join me 
in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.